entry in the Diary of Doom. I'm Dylan, and join me as we look back on the rich history of Doom Metal and its sister sounds based on their account of tales of its followers. Every week, we will have a different guest to spin their yarn. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com, and subscribe and listen to the podcast on Jesus. A lot of noise out there on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you have a question or whatever, you can fire off an email to diaryofdoom1968 at gmail.com. And uh, also, if you're so inclined, please subscribe to the new Patreon. You can go over to patreon.com slash diaryofdoom and uh, learn all about it there. Um, there'll probably be a post out already with more details uh, by the time this uh, episode comes out. But in the meantime, our guests for this week are King Bastard. They are a relatively new band based out of uh, Long Island, New York. And uh, we've got Matt and Arthur and Mike joining us today. So thank you for coming on. Thanks for having us. Um, so you, ha- this, is, uh, this is your first album that is out, uh, uh, right? Or coming out. Yeah, yeah, first one. Um, it's called It Came From The Void, uh, if anybody is uh, so inclined it's a pretty fucking rad album. I, I, I was uh, lucky enough to be able to check it out um, before it drops, but uh, you know, up until uh, the existence of the band, you know, what are, what are all your guys' experiences with music? Do you come from musical backgrounds? Have you been in other bands? Was it just something you picked up? Um, this is, I'd say it's my first ongoing real project that I've done, but I've been playing for uh, 18 years. Uh, I used to do mostly like solo stuff, uh, a lot of drum competitions. That was kind of like where I had my focus at. They don't really do them anymore, but that was uh, a lot of fun. I did them for probably, I don't know, since I was like 12. Like I, I did them for like 13 years or something like that. And they were a blast, but that's not a huge thing anymore. And I still like to be creative and I still like to play. So it kind of fell into my lap. Thanks to Arthur uh, here asking me if I wanted to play for him. But uh, I think, I mean, Arthur's been playing with uh, how many bands? Yeah. Um, well, right now I'm in, I'm currently in two bands. I'm in this and a, a death metal band called Monochromatic Black. Um, and before this, I've had uh, several, several different bands and projects, but um, this has always, this kind of project that we're doing with like a, psychedelic kind of metal sound something i've wanted to do for years and never really had the chance to and so this is kind of like where my heart is musically it's like this this album is like the album i think that we always like it's just it was fun to make it was like more of a passion project than anything else it was Mm -hmm. just it was just a blast but um i started off my everyone on my dad's side plays an instrument like i come from a very musical family um, my uncle is the drummer of Unearthly Trance. So oh, I'm, really? Yeah, yeah. So we talk a lot. Fucking awesome. Different like band shit, just shooting the shit about that. But um, my other uncle was he started like pretty much just like an '80s like metal band called Nightbreak, and I was in that when I was like a teenager with my dad and my friend. <laughs> started off doing that, playing bass in that, and we did that for like a couple of years. We played some live shows. Um, that was on, like the only other like really band I was in besides like bullshit high school stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I've been playing guitar since I was like 15. So I think that's like seven, eight years now. 
Um, and I pretty much, I would write music like in my room alone, like just riffs and record them on my phone and just bullshit. I never really like sat down and wrote a fucking song and then like made it for real until this album. This album is like the first time anything I've ever written has like actually been put out into the world. I mean, it's an impressive debut, you know, kicking off uh, 2021 strong. When did you all start getting into metal and sort of like kind of by proxy, like more heavy music? Like what would you say was like the first metal thing that you like experienced? And you're like, ooh, I need to know more. I don't know. I feel like I've been listening forever. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up like my first, the first artist I got super into was Joe Satriani, actually. Like, yeah super into him. that was the first live show i've ever been to and i was like in sixth grade but um i grew up listening to a lot of ozzy and like that like my dad had more of like he was into like eddie van halen and like acdc and stuff like that and i kind of started off with that stuff and then like you know i got an ipod when i was a kid and i was able to use itunes to just like buy albums and i like everyone in middle school i started listening to lincoln park which was like the first kind of like, yeah. <laughs> and I was kind of like, all right, this is like a little like heavier than like their standard rock shit, but I kind of wanted more and more. So I kind of just started going down the rabbit hole. And then I started listening like in like early high school, all the basic shit, like all, you know, like Lamb of God, Avenged Sevenfold, Metallica, Iron Maiden, all mm-hmm. the stuff every like teenager metalhead listens to. And I have like a little group of friends that like that. And I just kind of started going into like a more obscure direction. And all my friends just kept like listening to the same, like, yeah, like they're just listening to like corn and shit. And I'm just like, yo, but like, what about Burzum? Like, have you ever heard of that? Or, like, <laughs> no. and, and then like 10 years later, you're just like, remember when I talked about that? It was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm just listening to like, basically it sounds, what sounds like a washing machine. <laughs> yeah. I'm really enjoying it. And they're just like, what is that? Like, when's the song start? Like, I don't understand. I just, I got like super deep into like experimental, like obscure, just random shit on Bandcamp, like fucking this band Philo Medusa. It's a frog themed metal band. It's like the heaviest band that's ever existed. It's disgusting. I love it. What's it called? Philo Medusa. And it's a frog themed metal band? Yes. Yeah. That's weird. I I definitely know, now I know of two frog themed metal bands. Okay. Can you drop, what's the other one? It's this band. I think it's a one one dude uh, band. It's called Frog Lord. I mean, like, huh. yeah. Could it be the same person? It very well could be the same person. Yeah, it's, this is definitely a pretty niche market. Because it is one guy <laughs> who goes by Big Frog. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's him. I don't know the lore of Frog Lord super well, but like, obviously, there's a market for amphibian themed metal. Yeah. yeah. Some of his songs aren't even songs. It's just like a frog screaming. Yeah. Like, uh... <laughs> I mean, those videos are funny. I'm guilty of definitely watching a bunch of videos on YouTube of like people catching frogs and then they make funny noises. But yeah, yeah. I, I'm not guilty of buying an album of frog noises. He's got, I, he has some songs I think are legitimately good. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, what's uh, was what it tropical technique? Yeah, yeah, tropical yeah. technique. Yeah, yeah, but then, but then, like he releases a different song like every other week, and like he has like five hundred albums, and most of <laughs> that is not an exaggeration. Yeah. That is a like that's like a real number. But every once in a while, he comes out with like an album that's like actual songs, and you're like, holy shit! Yeah, this is like this is the shit. Wow, this guy's like the guided by voices of fucking frog metal. Yeah, I hope he hears this. 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, free plug. Yeah. Yeah. Goose, check it out. But uh, uh, where were we? We were, we, were uh, we were talking about like when, when we all first uh, checked, like found out about metal and like yeah, what you were yeah, listening yeah, to. That's how it starts, right? You listen yeah. to uh, whatever Joe your parents Sarsiani listen and, to, yeah. and then you end up uh, like, going in your own direction. This isn't like hurt me though. So yeah. Linkin Park to Phylum Medusa Pipeline. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 kind of like uh, like crack that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Start with the gateway drug. Yeah, and, sudden, and next thing you're, uh, you're doing meth, heroin, which is uh, <laughs> which know. is Phylum Medusa. Yeah. <laughs> they're the heroin now uh that's awesome um but do you have like uh you all have like a specific album or something that you'd say like this was the one that changed everything for me dope throne dope throne yeah electric wizard i don't think i have one i don't know i i listen to a lot of different genres yeah i mean it's for, really hard for me to pick one album i don't know if i can say for metal in particular but for me growing up it was moving pictures by rush that mm -hmm. made me mm -hmm. like as a drummer i was like holy christ yeah like this is yeah to me that's like the that is the as far as percussion goes the album to end all albums as far yeah. as we go and then i don't know i don't really know what album it would be for metal that i was like oh man like i want to do this now but i think what's weird about us is like we we all have like really different influences. Yeah. And like, yeah. It, it was weird. Like when, um, when Arthur kind of approached me about doing drums for, for King Bastard, I, I, I still to this day, I'm like, I don't know if you got the right guy for this. <laughs> because, uh, I, I really am into like uh, so many different genres and, and my background is almost more in like kind of that frog rock and, uh, maybe more like straightforward, uh, I don't want to say generic, but like, I love Lamb of God, you know, like I'm not that <laughs> yeah, complicated. <yeah. laughs> and, uh, but then the stuff, it, it's almost cool because the stuff we make, I think is more unique because of the fact that we kind of come from different backgrounds and we all came together to make something that we all love. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely think that is true for a couple of reasons. And I think it shows on the album, which might be a good segue is like, how did you guys put the band together? like the first day of uh, university orientation. Do you know Stony Brook University? You're yes, I actually, I looked at Stony Brook when I was looking at colleges. Oh, cool, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so me, Mike, and Izzy all went there. Um, and on the first day of uh, orientation, well, I guess it started with you and Izzy. I was so. wearing a sleep shirt. Mm -hmm. and That's a, That says pig farm. <laughs> <laughs> But it was like the dope smoker, like it's yeah. just with the album cover, basically. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was just walking around. I mean, in high school, everything's so small. And like, you know, by the end of high school, I was listening to a bunch of shit. No one's <laughs> Iron on the vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> but we were listening. I was listening to a bunch of weird shit that none of my, even like my metalhead friends didn't like know. So I was walking around just wearing a sleep shirt, not thinking anything of it. And then this. This person walks past me. He's like, "Yo, sick shirt," and I'm just like, "You know this band? Like what?" And we started like just having like a you know a fucking moment in public, or just like it was like, "Oh, like we're nerding out about it." And while at the exact moment that's happening, Arthur walks out past us and then looks at me and goes, "Oh shit, I know that band too." And he's just and I'm like, I thought he was fucking with us because we were having like such like a moment, you know. 
Yeah. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, you, you're just fucking with us. Like, name a song. And he goes, Dope Smoker. And I'm like, he knows. <laughs> and we all just started having a moment. And we've been friends ever since. Yeah, I, I had a moment like that in college where we were, they had like an orientation, like night dance. And I was like, I'm, I don't really like this. And there were just a bunch of people sitting around. They were talking about music. And I was, you know, that's when we just started talking about guitar and shit. And, you know, because, you know, coming out of, you talk about Joe Satch, like, yeah, that kind of shit was what I was all into. And, you know, it's just impressive, the technical aspect of it and whatnot. And uh, they were all guitar players, but from there it was learning about all different kinds of other kinds of bands, whether it was metal or beyond, because one of the other guys was British and he was super into like, you know, punk and all that shit from like the seventies and the eighties. And, you know, uh, college was such a boon to my taste. So that's really cool that you all just like immediately were like, yep, we're going to have to all be friends now. Yeah. Yeah. The band kind of came along later on, like two Um, years later. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, we just started uh, started jamming, and um, Izzy had just bought a synth, and like didn't even wasn't even like really like a synth player, but it just got one, and we were just like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, and we just yeah started making shit up as it came, and and the result is um, has been refined into this album that's coming mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't join until like what several months in, only like two or three. Two, three months in? Yeah, we, we probably, like, first, the first, like, iteration of King Bastard, where it was, like, just me, Arthur, and this guy we, like, met by putting flyers up around Stony Brook, like, drummer wanted. And he was the only guy who bit. Wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, we, we played with him for, like, a couple months. That was, like, November of 2018. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then we started playing with Matt probably, like, February or yeah. January. We played with you like once before the semester ended. So I think it was like December. So, cause like just so you could like try out with us and everything yeah. like that. And we thought you hated us. Cause, like, <laughs> yeah. cause you're telling me how like he's won all these like drumming competitions and shit. And we're just standing there like bullshitting. And I'm like, he's probably so bored and sick of this shit. I was. <laughs> we're like, not coming back. It's a shame. He's really good, but he's not coming back. And then like a month later after winter break, we're back at Stony Brook and. Like Matt just kept playing with us, and the whole time we're like, "Does he like like this? Like, is he gonna stay?" (laughs) He does. Yeah, Arthur approached me one day where we used to work at this pet store, and we had known each other for a pretty long time. Yeah, and he 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 approached me about uh, coming and jamming in like some sort of some sort of jam band. And I was like, yeah, like, that sounds kind of fun, like, I guess. And then like, I think it turned out to kind of be my audition. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like, meanwhile, in our heads, like, we were auditioning for you. Yeah. Like, to see if you would get. <laughs> I was like, we're not worthy. We were just playing. I'm like, That's oh, no. Nice. <laughs> like, eh, maybe he'll like it. I was trying so hard to impress them too. Like, I was like, all right. I was like, I want to impress them. I don't. I hope I'm not coming off like a dick to them. Like, I really want to play well for them. It was good. That was a fun day. It sounds like it all worked out in the end, though. Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, so, like, how did you settle on the name King Bastard? Is it just like you just like the way it sounded? Yeah. Pretty much. I'm I mean, still unclear on this. How did that happen? Well, we were thinking for a while because we're like. Well, if we're gonna play a show eventually, we need a name. So we didn't have a, you know, most bands don't know what the fuck to call themselves for a while. That was us for a few months, and then 
they're like, we need a name. And they're just thinking and coming up with stupid shit. And they're like, I don't know. And I kind of, I kind of like, like using bastard in the name. I don't know why. <laughs> I just, I just was kind of set on that. And we were kind of trying out variations of that. And I kind of was like, what about like King Bastard? Let's just like try that. And we kind of just stuck with it. It was kind of like a work in progress, like for now kind of name. We weren't really, I wasn't really sold on it. I was just like, it sounds okay, but maybe we'll find something better. Yeah, you guys were floating that name already when I was, Yeah, I, I had like just yeah. gotten there and you guys were floating the name. I was like, all right, like, I don't know where that came from, but. I kind of just pulled that yeah, out of my yeah. ass. We have, the, right. we have an interesting story for our name, I guess. What? I, mean, I should just start remember. lying to people. <laughs> <laughs> no one will know. But I remember, like, months later, we were trying. I was trying to think of, like, other stuff. And then I remember you said to me, you were like, you know what? We've already established, like, we played yeah. some shows. Like, we're King Bastard, whether you like it or not. Like, I, For me, it was when, like, I started, like, people asked, like, oh, you play in the band? And then they're like, well, what's it called? Yeah. And it's like, like oh, I, 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 King Bastard. <laughs> yeah, and then, I, and then, I think. After a while, I started to just associate us with that, that yeah. name. And, and like once I started believing in it, which took a while, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then I was like, okay, I think that's us. But yeah, once you said that to me, I was like, you know what? We're King Bastard. Yeah. That's, it's settled. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it, it abbreviates well, you know? Yeah. Just, you know, KB. Yeah. You'd be like, well, I guess there's King Buffalo, but you guys don't sound anything yeah. like each other. <laughs> well, that's cool. Plus, bastard's kind of, I think bastard is an underused insult. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Very versatile. <laughs> and I, I do now, like when people ask me like what my band's called, I kind of like the reactions we get. Like people are like, what's your band called? I'm like, King Bastard. I'm like, ooh. Like, you know? <laughs> You could like try to uh, hone in on some of that like Game of Thrones shit. So someone might be like, "Oh, I like Game of Thrones, Jon Snow." You're like, "Yeah, exactly." Percent. When they told me the name and they said King Bastard, I was like, "You guys like big Game of Thrones fans or something?" And they were like, "They're like, no, like, what do you mean?" (laughs) They had never even seen it, and I was like, "Oh, guys, like, this might be there might be some overlap here." It's like a completely unintentional rapper. I mean, whatever, you know, King of the Bastards. It still sounds pretty cool. So with the the new album at hand, it came from the void. Like one of the, probably like one of the biggest highlights of it is that it was mixed, engineered, and mastered by Colin Marston, who's done, you know, like fucking every single goddamn thing there is to do in like independent metal. Like obviously he's in bands like Kralis and Dysrhythmia, who I got to see last year, which was pretty cool. And uh, you know, he's done a lot of production work. How did you wind up working with Colin? And like, you know, given that he's his more uh his main suit is more like tech death than kind of like really complex shit. Uh, your album is, I mean, it is, but it's not like it's definitely not technical death metal, but I think you can kind of see some of like his his fingerprints in there so like how did you start how did you get a hold of him and how did you what was it like working with him so like i said before my uncle who's in on earth oh right yes i i was just talking with him about how like we wanted to record an album and i'm like you know i don't know like where we're gonna go or what we're gonna do and he's like dude i recorded the last three unearthly albums at with this guy colin marston i'm like he's the fucking man like go to him and i'm like okay (laughs) i just i looked him up I saw like what like projects he's worked on. I was like, oh, I know that band. Oh, I know that band. Oh, I know that band. Okay, I'm kind of sold. So I was like, we got to go through this guy. And I hit him up. 
And I was just hoping he'd respond and he did. And we booked a date. It worked out great. Just, just again, just happened to know someone who knew a guy. That's awesome. Yeah, there was this really surreal moment of just seeing all these like vinyl record uh, covers just plastered on the wall of oh, all these right. albums that we like. Yeah, mm-hmm. did like yeah, and he's like in his like workstation, he has like a whole wall of like every like vinyl of like the, all the albums he worked on. And I remember we walked in there, we're like looking, we're like I know that album, I know that album. <laughs> it's I know that so album. many, too. Yeah. Like the whole yeah. wall is like covered. It's so cool, <laughs> and he is. Like, he is so easy to work with. Like, any little thing where you're just like, oh, can you, like, do that? Or, like, can I get, like, this? Okay. And it's, he just does it immediately. And it's exactly what you want. And you're like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Okay. Amazing. Is he, like, a hands-on kind of guy? Or is he or is he more like, uh, does he, does he kind of let you guys do what you want to do and only weighs in kind of when it? When it meet when you when he when he feels like he really has to. Yeah, yeah he totally he totally like like lets us do what we want with like anything that we ask him. Like even when we're like, is that is that possible? Like, are we just like bullshitting? And he's like, oh no, I can do it, and he does it. And we're like, oh okay. So it's pretty much he's just like the perfect medium for like us to be creative in the studio and pretty much just like bounce ideas and just be like, so okay, that didn't really work, but like, can we try it like this? And he's like, yeah, totally. And like he just gets it like working like every technical aspect of being there he just right away could nail what we were looking for but then as far as the actual performance and music went it was just you guys do what you want to do and i'm gonna figure out the way to make that sound the coolest and the best way possible yeah it just it made it made recording there so easy like we did the whole album in two days oh wow weekend two like eight hour sessions or something like long that. long days yeah <laughs> you know given that he has such like an extensive background in producing all these you know big fucking albums and everything like you know do you think it felt like a chance where he was like oh like a new band like this is kind of like an exciting prospect not just for them but also like for myself because it's like you know uh i because i do feel like he kind of like carved out like a very he he managed to take your sound and do like a really cool thing with it where i was like you know i totally get like the i don't know like death metal has different layerings than like psychedelic and doom and shit like that and i feel like you hear that on there and it's really cool except i'm more used to hearing that in like blood incantation or ulcerate or something like that so it's weird that i can hear like that kind of like i don't know what you would call it tone or sound but in an album that's very much not tech death or space death or whatever you want to fucking call it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just felt like going in with him, I just had the, like this feeling that he of all people would just know what kind of sound we would want for our like scene, you know, even though he's like more into like technical, like death metal and things like that. Like even like with the other bands he worked with, like they're just closer to us mm-hmm. than went to some random guy who just records like Guns N' Roses cover bands and it's just like, hey, I can I can put it together for you and master, but it would like it wouldn't have been the same, you know? Right. Without like the taste and like what the guy who's making your album likes and listens to. So I know he has good taste and like obscure taste. So I know that's gonna show when he makes it, you know. I think it's probably fair to say he well, he knew the best ways to capture the sounds that we had in our mind in you know, Arthur's little room already been 
yeah. uh, cultivating. Mm-hmm. And he, he got the idea and he understood like what we wanted based on the live performances we had previously already done. Yeah. Cool. All right. We can stop the Colin Marston wank session now. <laughs> In terms of like your guys' sound, um, I, I don't know. It felt like kind of a, it kind of brought me back to when I was exploring a lot of uh, earlier uh, or earlier my exploration of doom and stuff like that. And, you know, there's this, there's this distinctly psychedelic, but also like very kind of trippy aspect to this music. And it was cool to like revisit that sound. I feel like I haven't been listening to a lot of bands that do it. Um, like I would describe it a lot. I would describe it as it's like walls, like walls of fuzz and reverb that border this, kind of wonderful space in between where sax and synth and spacey jams live and thrive. It, it's a cool vibe. Did you want to put it together like that? And did anything change during like the writing and recording process where you're like, eh, that's like kind of too like sludgy. We need to like lighten it up a bit or like we're getting a little bit too noodly here. Yeah. I mean, Sorry, that was kind of a stack question. No, no. Well, I mean, when we started playing, like legitimately, we were basically jamming. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's probably fair to say that those early jams were probably too noodly for one. Yeah. They went like, on. They would for, drag a lot. I mean, just... it was like, it was like a metal version of fish. Like, yeah. In the early <laughs> yeah. And then I think at some point when we realized that, Hey, like we have some cool concepts here. We can definitely tighten this up and like make it a unique thing. And then we started getting like a solid, like short set together for live shows. And it was sometime between when we started playing those live shows and then decided that we were going to record an album. It was just workshopping those songs and changing them and making them the tightest that they could possibly be while Mm -hmm. retaining the original kind of psychedelic jam, 70s style jams that we, we started on. And then I think we just kind of pushed the envelope of what we were capable of doing those jams still. And then also having some sort of song structure. So, but I mean, we pretty much, I think we workshopped some of the parts of those songs literally until the day that we were (laughs) in the studio, studio, you know, and we would, we would play the song the way that, you know, we had always been playing it. And then we listened back and I'm like, you know, I would be this instead. And then I think, it's fair to say now for the album, I think we're all pretty happy with how everything turned yeah, out. Definitely. Like, it, but it was constantly changing and altering and workshopping until we hit hit like that perfect mix between jam and structure. Yeah, I mean, even after we went into his studio and we went home, we recorded a lot of overdubs at home. Like we did live three piece where it was us three, just like all the tracks straight through mm-hmm. live. Like the majority of the album, like we could just. I yeah. mean, we probably could have slapped a live thing on there for yeah, <laughs> the majority yeah. of that. Like, we, you know, we played <laughs> all together live for the vast majority of the albums. So the whole thing. Yeah. The rest of it was like literally beginning couple, to end. The rest was maybe just a couple, couple of like solos and auxiliary things we had to toss Some in there. Goes, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, most of the stuff we did after the studio, there was even still where I was just like, fuck, I want to change this. I don't like how this part sounds in terms of like what I was doing with overdubs and like still like rewriting some parts. Like there's a part on the song Kepler, like the whole solo in the middle of the song never existed until like afterwards when I was like, I think a solo should go here. Fuck it. I'm going to put a solo here. 
And I'm happy with how it came out. But there was like, we just, if we didn't have a dead, I mean, we never really had a deadline for the album, but it, it, it got to a point where if we didn't call it, we would have just endlessly been writing it and it would have right. been Archimedes' ship. We're just constantly changing. It's the same album, but it just slowly over time becomes something completely different. So mm-hmm. like, at that point, we have to be like, okay, we spent enough time and money. We got to just like, even if we hate this part, we got to just settle with it and just move on. And you, you'd have to think that, like, maybe you some of those ideas that you um, ultimately abandoned or didn't get to with this one, you know, that's sort of paving the way for what you're going to do on a subsequent record. I'll be back. <laughs> yes. So write it down, and we should probably touch on it. Is just like, and I had alluded to it with, I love a band like this that will include synthesizers because, especially like very like '80s synthesizers because that shit fucking rules and i i love that extra layer of sound that uh izzy brings to it so like obviously izzy's not here um with us but like can you talk about their like contributions and like you know what sort of like what the approach was to include keys and whatnot in in your music well like i said it started as like just busy mm-hmm. us in and so we were just like all right let's do this just yeah. join our shitty doom band and we'll just <laughs> Yeah, And then, um, you know, once we started doing the album, so for, you know, the backbone of the album is a, is just a live off the floor recording. Um, and it's just the three of us because we wanted to like hone in on the synth individual, like part by part and really mm-hmm. like figure it out. Um, and because it's like, it's weird. It's not like uh, your standard metal instrument. So it, yeah. it, we needed to find its its uh, exact space in all the songs. Because it's right. very, it almost functions like another guitar in a lot of songs. Mm-hmm. Where it's really hard to like find the proper like mix where we don't clash. So we need to really like take a lot more time with the synth to think about like how it would fit where it, it's in its own space rather than just becoming like meshed in with the guitar. It'll do that in some places, but like I think it's cool when it does where it does. Yeah. But it does still have its distinct place. I'm happy with how it came out. Oh yeah, I really like it too. It it, it gives it such a cool a cool vibe to it. And that plus samples, especially the one from Aliens uh, and Bury the Survivors, because Aliens fucking rules. Yes. Um I love a good sample. It's very cool. Um, was that just something you wanted to throw in there too? Was or is that some? Did we like? You know what? Let's drop this in. That was actually the last sample I think that we put into the record because um, we we knew we wanted samples in the record. Some of them were planned out beforehand, uh, and then some of them we were just like we were like this is this is where a sample goes. We need to find something for that. So the album has kind of a story to it about um, failed expedition to another planet. And that particular song, uh, Bury the Survivors, which has the alien sample in it, um, that song was about uh, the whole mission being covered up pretty much. And we were just digging for some way to convey that for so Mm -hmm. long. We actually, yeah, yeah, we were just spent, me and Mike just spent hours scouring youtube for some clip to grab that'll like get the message across yeah we're looking through like kgb documentaries (laughs) (laughs) i think matt i think you had the idea of using that sample yeah well alien alien original alien 1979 is my favorite movie of all time it's a great 
Aliens, I think, is probably one of the best action movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I think I probably mentioned it offhand like quite a long time ago. Of like, oh man, I, I really want to incorporate Alien mm-hmm. somehow into this because it's like it's just so cool. It's fitting with <laughs> the cosmic horror. Theme, it's just it, it just works so perfectly for what yeah. we're going for. Plus, the visuals of it are just so cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I love yeah Alien and, and Aliens. It was really fun to rewatch all the. All right, we'll say there's six movies um, uh, of the movies with uh, my girlfriend because uh, she had uh, never seen any of them and she like loves Alien now. She's a big fan of Alien: Isolation, the video game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love the first one. It's like a perfect sci-fi horror movie and then like the second one is just a perfect sci-fi action movie like i think every kind of action movie should look at that movie because it just the drama is believable the acting is good the writing is really good everything about it feels very natural the exposition feels very natural like they're just two perfect movies if you ask me we could talk about the rest or if there's like you know obviously y'all dig stuff like that so like do you have other any other favorite horror movies like we're always watching stuff always on the lookout for a new good horror movie there's this movie it's a little weird it's a little out there i got one for after you go okay ahead. it's called mandy yeah i've seen mandy yeah, yeah. mandy was awesome we well, know it has nick cage in it but he does really well in it i don't know it's it's just a fuck that movie's a trip i think uh i don't know if you've seen um the witch uh that's that's yeah, that's one of my favorite favorite horror movies. Yeah. I don't know if it really had much of an influence on the album, but you just asked for favorite horror movie. Yeah. So, oh yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that. And then um, the thing I think is the other like yeah. classic, like absolute, like I'm talking the original one. The remake yeah. is like I could kind of take it or leave it, but like <laughs> the original one for me is like to me like that and Alien. That's like the perfect like. You know, watch those back to back. So many similar themes, kind of like uh, overlapping. Like I, I don't know, like, I don't know if your listeners can see video, but I mean, I literally have a huge Aliens poster, like right there. Nice. <laughs> I, like I got, I just, I got all this stuff around here. <laughs> I, have, I, mean, this, I got a whole oh. movie size poster. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't even know if you can. <laughs> My tape holder. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice made out of like uh like a spark plug and car parts i don't know if they're you get them on the street in new york that's cool so yeah it's fucking rad it's it, it's such a perfect movie i love the thing and also a big fan of uh the fly with jeff goldblum oh, yeah. oh absolutely <laughs> and all that shit and all the other stuff too all the good ones i'm trying to think what was like the last horror movie i watched that i thought was really good Black Sabbath? Was it Black Sa- I think it was Black Sabbath. Not, not the band, but it is the movie yeah, yeah. that that the band took their name from. I don't know what the last horror movie I watched is. I don't know. I went to go see the new Guillermo del Toro movie the other day, thinking it was a horror movie, but it's not. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's called Nightmare Alley. <laughs> Great movie. It had nothing to do with horror. I don't know. Oh, okay. I haven't uh I haven't seen it, nor have I gone back to the the theater just yet um i did not see that many movies last year yeah i'm trying to think of another good one but you guys saw dune or not i, I saw dune, dune. Uh, no. i didn't see uh... i did you didn't like it it's great oh okay. <laughs> I, I thought it was 
fine. <laughs> I don't know. It looked nice. That's kind of what I've heard from most people that have seen it. Yeah. It's like, all right. Yeah, that's what I heard. But I'm going to watch it. I don't know if it's still on HBO. I think they might have taken it down for now. Yeah. You can watch The Matrix Resurrections or don't or whatever mm, it's called. Horrible <laughs> things about it. Didn't watch it. I don't know if I really point to at this point. Eh, I would. I would not. I would go just watch. Just go watch Alien or Aliens again. For the 50th time. Yeah. yeah. All right. One of the other songs, Psychosis in a Vacuum, uh, that uh, song feels very black metal to me. It's like very cold as it is furious. And is that about like going insane in space? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Especially um, the main, we we sampled it. Uh, ooh, what's his name? The, the guy Kamaran. who, Kamaran. What is it? Vladimir? Oh, Vladimir Kamaran. Kamaran. Yeah. He's the uh, cosmonaut, the Russian mm. cosmonaut who famously died in space burning up in the atmosphere and um on our single on the cover is like that's his corpse with like the russian officials looking at it and oh nice that's a real that's a real historical photo yes and um he there's a sample that we use in the song that's actually like the radio transmission like his final transmission as he like burning alive and screaming at his officials yeah um, we use that at the end of the song but the song itself is kind of based on that event Mm -hmm. loosely we we made a sci-fi version of it yeah yeah right as as you do as you do also that song um we tossed around the idea uh years ago and it ultimately didn't make it on the album but we were going to incorporate an aliens sample in that song yeah Uh, it's game over man yeah (laughs) that's right (laughs) imagine like that's how you go out like I don't like they always put shit like that in the movies and it's like, yeah, well, it did happen to one guy and it sounds like it sucked. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's a way to go. Not, not the way I'm gonna go. <laughs> that's oh. <laughs> no, none of us are gonna go out of this world that cool. Yeah, it's true. Obviously the album is uh, I think it'll be out by the time this this episode of the podcast comes out. Just uh, I don't know when that is off the top of my head. It's dropping on uh, January 14th, so I mean, this is yeah. Recording. It'll probably and it'd be just in and around the time that this comes out, um, or just shortly before, whatever. But uh, do you have anything else in the works uh, at the moment? Uh, yeah, Mike and I have been uh, writing album two, so or EP two. It depends yeah. on what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have three songs in progress right now, two of which are mostly fleshed out. Um, demoed out so our goal right now is just to demo it out and then when it comes to recording them actually we'll have to think about that but we do want to i mean this first album's not even out yet we want to like just get the next stuff ready to go and streamline everything Mm -hmm. writing music is still so fun and i mean we only have six songs right now and after a while it's like all right let's do some new stuff (laughs) you know yeah there's stuff in the works yeah i think maybe I don't even know if I got to speak to you about some stuff yet. So, yeah. So stay tuned. Cool. Definitely. Um, and uh, what else have you been listening to lately? And um, was there anything from 2021 that you absolutely loved or maybe something that you think people missed out on? Slow Enya. Slow Enya. Yeah. Their uh, debut, I think the album's called Somer, right? Yeah. yeah. Came out in February this year. Holy shit. They are like, the prettiest but also heaviest doom metal band like of the scene right now. 
I don't know how big they are, but like they sound like legit, dude. Like they're they are killer. It's it's a, just an amazing album, um, especially the last track that's called like it's a title track. Mm-hmm. It's just so good. It, it's like a blend of like really like spacey doomy. It's almost like how there's like post black metal where mm-hmm. it takes black metal and makes it like pretty but also dark. Yeah, like that to doom metal post doom and i've never i've never heard a band do something like that and it's just like they do it so well check that out yeah i, I think i gotta shout out uh that exist album i told you about oh, yeah. yeah uh the album is called egoista by exist absolutely amazing to me i think it's got some of the best drums of the year it's like i don't know what would you call that frog metal yeah it's probably frog metal, frog metal yeah. i guess but it's it's great check it out also sticks to the space theme Mm, so yeah. i love space stuff i haven't really i've been listening to a whole lot so i'll just go with uh king bastard you should listen to that yeah, <laughs> um actually no i i was uh just <laughs> working out <laughs> no that's not how i meant for that to come across um no just my drug-addled brain realized what i was listening to earlier um everybody should go listen to akimbo because that band fucking rules and uh, also Beherit, really fucking rad black metal band that kind of, I think, exists again, sort of. I don't know. But that first album that Beherit did is fucking awesome. But yeah. How many frogs think, are on that album? How many frogs are on that album? <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> Not enough frogs. Cool. Well, where can people find out about your stuff? Everything is at King Bastard, the band. We're on pretty much every social media and every like music listening platform. And also the, our band camp. And our band camp. Yeah. Yeah. You can check out the band camp. I think we got some, we got, we got merch on there. Still we right got now. merch on there. We got pre-orders for the album. We got like a few of our singles already up, but they're also up on like, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud. It's on everything. Yeah. I mean, we have, we have CDs for pre-order as well, right? Yep. We do. If you want physical music, go get that CD, please. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you like vinyl, stay tuned. Vinyl's a potential opportunity right now. It's, it's in the works. It is in the works. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Um, I would encourage everybody to go check out the album when it comes out uh, and give uh, King Bastard a follow and buy some merch and all that shit. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Thanks for having us. us. And uh, that'll do it for this chapter of the diary. Stay safe out there.
there and you didn't even warn them. Why didn't you warn them, Burke? Okay, look. What if that ship didn't even exist?